0: I remember tests, doctors, and a lot of paperwork. The memory is fuzzy, still jumbled together. It feels like trying to recall several months worth of memories as one long day. But the hospital, that is the last tangible thing that I can put my finger on and say. Yes, this was something that really occurred, before the darkness crept in. Then there were the dreams, some frightening, some mundane. Unending ions full of colors, sound and confusion. It wasn't like the dreams of normal sleep, a natural process where the brain regenerates. It was the brain in constant fight-or-flight response. There was something wrong, horribly wrong, and my brain was trying to break free. But now, after some unknown amount of time had passed, I began to see real light again. It was painful, and not just in my eyes. The light, the air, the hot, the cold. Every sensation assaulted me on every single point of my body. Each point brought pain. I tried to scream, but the sharp intake of breath caused a column of fire down my throat and chest, a freezer burn of both ice and heat. The pain brought the urge to scream more, which in turn, brought more pain. As the real world began to focus again. I was aware of pain in my upper arm, sharper than the rest. Then the familiar darkness returned. The colors, shapes, and sweet sounds returned and receded more slowly this time. Cracks of light appeared, then the whisper of a breeze. I came around to consciousness gradually, recognizing the familiar shape of my cryopod. I spent months training in this, learning how to use it for my medical and other basic needs for the first few weeks of my new life. A chime and then a soft female voice spoke, all re-emergence steps complete. Vital signs all within acceptable ranges. Atmospheric conditions and surrounding landscape stable. Welcome back, Craig. Thank you, I croaked. I brought my hand up and rubbed at my head. It had the strange sensation that there were still ice chips stuck in there, causing a dull throbbing and disconnected pathways. I sat up and the thin thermal blanket that had been my only covering for the last years or decades, began to slip and pool around my waist. Around me, others were at various stages of re-emergence. They were getting dressed and beginning to look around the enormous room we now found ourselves inside. With unstable limbs, I started to crawl out of the pod. I found my way to the supply compartment on the side of the cryopod. I opened it and put on the fresh pair of clothes I found inside. The more I used my body, the more my joints and muscles seemed to relax into the familiar motions. Everything was beginning to loosen up, work like I remembered. As I pulled the shirt over my head, I had a sudden shock of pain. Like the inside of my brain was cracking into shards. My face and muscles all worked, but inside felt broken. I leaned against the side of my pod, taking in shallow, rapid breaths until the feeling subsided. Do you need assistance, Craig? The mechanical female voice prompted, No, computer. Just getting the fuel for things again. I looked around and saw there were others leaning against their pods, clutching at their heads as well. Some were even on the floor, writhing in pain. They hadn't prepared us for this during our training, but much of their knowledge was based on theory and short-term trials. Maybe we had been frozen much longer than the doctors had originally anticipated. As I started to move more freely around the larger room, I can see there's a group of people that had made their way to a central meeting area on the far side of the massive room. I made my way in that direction, passing rows of pods and awakening people struggling to function in this new time. You managed to get out? One of the men at the far side asked as he approached the common area. There were stacks of supplies, including bottled water and nutrient bars spread across the main table. Seems like it. I answered, cracking open one of the bottles of water and taking a small sip. You must be one of the stronger ones. The rest aren't doing as well. Some of the pods are even dark. The man paused, clutching at his head again for a moment. I had the strange sensation that he could also see the crystals of ice shearing through his brain, as I'd seen in mine. When the man looked back, there was a vacant, burning look in his eyes. Doesn't seem like they did a good job selecting the strongest people for this mission. I felt the pain again, but it was less like an explosion and more like a dull tugging. Small precise cuts instead of clumsy chops. A child with safety scissors in my head, humming while she worked. The humming grew louder, filling the enormous space. Doesn't seem like a good second chance for humanity, does it? He said as stalked towards me. In a room filled with servers and readouts, not heated against the arctic chill that now covered the planet, a female voice chirped to life. Attempt number 6. Neural degeneration occurred rapidly and led to psychosis within days for a majority of the population. 27% of the population were unaffected by re emergence sickness but did not survive the imposed delusions of the affected group. Tissue samples are being collected and analyzed for a predictive test and better treatment for subject group 7.